0: Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, Primo and Primas. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your Primo Luis Velasquez. That's your Primo Christopher Costello. What is going on, Primo?
1: Hey, welcome back, man. It's good to be back. Good to uh, talk to you again after our, our hiatus from, like, the different interruptions in our schedule. Um... How's it going, man? How's the football season going for
0: you? Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Coming to an end. Those of you who don't know, I don't think we've even talked about it on the podcast. I'm uh, currently coaching middle school football. It has definitely been a game changer. Right? I love <laughs> coaching. I love coaching. 7th grade is rough, though, bro. It's rough.
1: I immediately imagined you hitting kids with like a whistle on their helmets. And, like, grabbing people by their face masks, <laughs> yelling at people to go in and out. That was when you told me you were going to start coaching. That's the first thing that I pictured in my head. I was like, oh, yeah,
0: no, me. I don't quite do that. The only thing I got to worry about is I keep track of my my language. Right, I definitely have left out a, a couple of F-bombs.
1: You're, you're in high school language in, in that middle school language. Yeah,
0: I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, shit, my bad. I shouldn't have said that. My bad. Shit, shit. And, you know, I just catch myself and, like. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I just got done playing uh Carson Palmer who's out here coaching. Right. He uh
1: Is is he the one that yokes kids up to? Who was that? Nah. Which which former NFL guy was like a high school or
0: It was uh wasn't it uh the Cowboys no, Cowboys? It? it was who? The Cowboys coach. Wasn't it the Cowboys coach?
1: I feel like was it Dilfer?
0: Ah uh, yes, there you go. It is right? Dilfer. Like, it is Dilfer. Yoked yeah. up a kid and like threw him
1: on the bench, like barking at him in front
0: of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now Carson Pond, he's actually pretty cool. He uh does, he's coaching his son out here. He's playing quarterback. And uh he uh now he was pretty cool. He just a lot of people ask me, like, you didn't get a picture? I was like, Man, no, man, like it's the enemy. He's the enemy. Take- exactly. Okay. Like I the only interaction in my head was at the end of the game like before the game shook his hand and then after the game was like good game like it was just like i'm not gonna ask this dude who i just went in for, for a picture like we're not gonna trade jerseys <laughs> right? let me take let's trade whistles here
1: i would have expected you as like a as a ut fan and uh and as a titans fan to like have shook his hand and be like you sucked anyway <laughs>
0: I want to. I'm trying to be respectful in front of the kids, right? I'm not. I'm not trying to let that fandom out. I'm trying to be Coach <laughs> V out here, okay? Not. I did wear my tight hat though, you know. So I, I did rock that. Let let him know why I stand, right?
1: You wore your tight hat as you were coaching the middle school team? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, primo what is going on? Like sports right now to me right now it's the hype of sports right now right we got we're in the middle of nfl we got college football going on we've got baseball playoffs going on somehow some way nba preseason is going on right now I even saw some hockey going on, I guess. We're not going to cover hockey on the show. It's just not going to happen. No, I'm not. sorry. But
1: if you're a hockey fan, right? Like, that's the fourth major sport in the U.S. So, yeah. like, yeah, this is this is like sports Christmas right
0: now. It is. It is sports Christmas. It is October. It is spooktober. But anyway, I just want to know, what's up? You watch any scary movies yet?
1: I, no, I have not. I actually uh, was at, at my job. A kid held a movie night to hope to watch hocus pocus 2 oh
0: uh, we have no and i thought idea. That
1: like that's very sweet for high school kids right <laughs> like that's very young for high school <laughs> yeah exactly kids, it, yeah it's cool that they're doing that and i was like but it you're right it, that moment reminded me i was like oh i gotta get into like starting to watch scary music movies i don't i'm not a scary movie person and i'm particularly not one because of how you traumatized me <laughs> watching <laughs> little kid and not knowing what i was getting myself into because I I believe that I was probably only about like seven or eight years old. And I was not ready for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember uh, us. Yeah, I was definitely a sleepover. And we we watched it. We weren't supposed to watch it. My mom did not allow us watch scary movies. I did not know that. Yeah. I no. thought we were. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We were definitely not allowed. So now she's going to listen to this. And now the cat's out of the bag. Okay. Mom, me, I going lose. Used to torture Chris by putting on scary movies at nighttime after you went to bed. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whoop his ass. (laughs) I love, I love that your mom is like, I'm still your mom. I still get you. Yeah, absolutely, and she will. Like, yes, get
0: him. She's like the chunk is on its way. I've already thrown it. I was like, damn, it'll be here soon. But uh, now we are definitely. My wife is definitely like, she's a number one horror fan. Like, she watches. That's right. That's right. my daughter too, Ariana, she big she's big into scary movies. She's been watching the Conjuring series since she was like three. Not cool. And she's been she's loved like it'll be so funny. Uh Honora uh, will be over and uh, you know, the, we'll get in, you know, put them to bed and let them watch a movie to go to bed. And I'll have to alternate them, all right, you pick the movie this time. And then the next night, Ariana picked the movie, and she will pick. To go to bed, she'll pick The Conjuring, or Annabelle, <laughs> right? <laughs> At, like, age four, right? She's like, yeah, can we watch, you know, Annabelle? <laughs> and then, Honora, who's an older daughter, she's like, are we really going to watch this before bed? <laughs> like, hey, she gets to pick the movie. You wanted to watch Barbies, and she did it yesterday, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not. It, it's never a good look when the the older sibling is more afraid than the younger sibling.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but yeah, I mean, we we love this time of year here. We watching every like we definitely already started watching. We were watching the Creep Show yesterday, which is weird. It, it was a new version of the Creep Show. It's just not. What is that? The the um, I think it's a it's a series on uh, like H E T V. Do you remember the old Creep Show? With the little skeleton oh, you yeah, yeah, like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like a, a new version of it. And I don't know if it's just because we're just older now, but it's just a lot more corny. We were not digging that last night. <laughs> you know what else is corny, Primo, that I want to talk to you about? Is the Major League Baseball throwing down our throats. This damn home run. Judge Aaron Judge Freaking thing Like what You don't like it
1: I I like it I just don't like that he's a Yankee
0: No I hated it it. I hated it I hated it so much Like don't interrupt My football Okay Don't (laughs) I'm watching College football (laughs) On Saturday It's not just A sports fan thing It's it's Like what are we What exactly Are we celebrating here It's not We're we're
1: celebrating They want you to Celebrate a Yankee
0: record That's what Exactly Like who gives a shit Like I don't give a shit Like we're celebrating the I, seventh, seventh uh, place home run. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> what are we, what are we celebrating here?
1: I, I respect that it it brings back at least the idea of how big of a record Roger Maris's record is. But again, yeah, like to talk about Yankee records, I really don't care. But I say this: wh- Where do you fall with regards to the idea that um, Aaron Judge is the MVP? Is he the MVP
0: here? I'm gonna say this primo. I'm gonna say this. Okay? <laughs> I am willing I I, I, I I pride myself on on being able to admit when I am wrong, okay? <laughs> and I have said some things on this show about said player, okay? I, I've talked about how he's overhyped, how he's just not that good. But I've come around this season on Shohei Otani. Okay. Thank you. Shohei Otani.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about Aaron Judge. No. Thank goodness. No. Thank goodness. No.
0: Okay. Shohei Otani is that dude. Okay. Yeah, man. He is that I know. dude. And I think, personally, I think I would had a bias against his team because his team sucks. And how do you suck Agreed. when, when yes. you have Otani and Travis? Right. But there's no garbage
1: minutes in baseball.
0: Yes, yes. yes. But uh, I think I also he was kind of getting shoved down my throat too, right? And I had a little personal bias a couple of times when I turn on ESPN and I know the Astros play the Angels and the Astros would win like eight to four, and the only highlight okay. was the only highlight was Otani, the you know gotcha, five gotcha. strikeouts he had and the one home run. What is this? Eight to, but we won time. eight to four. Yeah, it was personal. I admit it. But after this year, <laughs> like he is top four in pitching, and top four. in Yeah, eight. man. Yeah. And I don't. What I'm worried about is it's getting too normal, right? Like it's just, ah, eh, Shohei Atani, He just, yeah, that's what he does. But Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's not normal. Like that dude is the MVP and especially yeah. in baseball where it never really counts like i don't know why In other sports, it always counts and loss records right as far as mvp you can't be mvp if your yeah. team sucks and baseball has yeah. never been that way baseball mvp should be shohei otan
1: that's interesting you know i was just saying because i i took that stance all season long and then when i was getting to the right now like these last couple of weeks of the baseball season i was uh I was having a, a conversation uh with a good friend of mine uh joseph shout out to joseph He's j guns in our fantasy league shout out to all the guys in our fantasy league our fantasy league is
0: uh, we don't need to talk crazy. about that we, we, we sure. it, yeah we don't it, need it, to spend any but, time talking about our fantasy league right now okay let's okay, move I, I on i just want you know that you're
1: on for it but i will move on um and uh, but, you know, he brought up, I didn't realize this, which I was actually really impressed by and, and actually kind of made me start shifting towards maybe Aaron Judge should be the MVP. Is just the fact that he was up for the triple crown. And the fact that nobody was like pushing that down our throws as far as like, you know, TV, advertising, advertising baseball, the triple crown to me is insane. the <laughs> close, which he did, right? Like he, he didn't win the batting title, but. Yeah, it's insane to me that this guy was about to close the season, possibly winning the triple crown, and that that argument for me was like close enough to be all right. Maybe it's not Otani, maybe it's Judge, but yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that you finally came around because Otani is one of those. He's a unicorn, man. Like he's we're not gonna see this again, and and if we do, then that's great for baseball. But this guy's from another world.
0: Yeah, he really is, man, and I. Uh... He just signed an extension for one year. He had an arbitration for one year, 30, 30 million. They, he's only made $4.4 4 this year. She'll yeah. Like pay they, that man. Yeah. You're going to have to pay that man, right? Yeah, and you like, better pay that. Just, I mean, we got to get him out of the Angels, man. We just, like, just get sure out of there. Good. Run, Otani. Run <laughs> so far away from the West Coast. And Unless you're going to be a Dodger, like, nobody, it's not going to be good, right? Just go somewhere. Where we can watch you Where we can pay attention the Mets. But we oh, I would miss.
1: love to see, I would love to see him in New York Not as a Yankee <laughs>
0: Please
1: do not go to be a Yankee I bet you he goes to be a Yankee And he falls apart
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so That's why I don't want him to be a Yankee either He can come to Astros We'll take him <laughs> no. We'll pay him But uh, also, Primo after I got that Aaron Judge stuff off my chest, I wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> I, I'm so glad, I that. like, he was finally... Any
1: Yankee hating is fine by me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad that's done with. Like, you guys, Yankees, we'll see. We'll see if you make it to the Astros, okay, this year. I hope so. I hope so, Yankee fans. I hope so, so much. Okay, Anyways, moving on. Uh, I also want to talk about, um, I was kind of, you know, we're Spurs fans, right? We are coming into a season that's not going to be so great. Let's just put it out there, right? It's going to be a rough season. Yep. But after uh, this week, I am encouraged for this season. Let me tell you why. I'm looking forward to this season. I was going to get rid of my NBA season pass, but now I'm going to watch it. And let me tell you why, Primo. Because I am going to be rooting so hard for us to lose every single game. I don't know if you saw this game. This Let the week. tanking begin. Oh, oh just I tank. I mean I saw it last night. Did the you see was... Wimbayama? Yeah. Did you see that game? Yeah. And not only Wimbayama, right? Who is absolutely unicorn. Like the dude's 7'4. He's got handles. He is Giannis that can shoot the three-pointer. Right. Yeah. But the dude Scoot was Scoot Henderson was the number two guy that he was playing against. That dude looked like John Morant. To me, yes. man, we better lose Pop, and this is why we should have got rid of Pop. Because Pop is gonna want to win some games, right? Pop ain't going in the tank. He's not in tank mode. Okay, we should got rid of him because we need to lose every single game, every single game. Get the fine. I don't care what the fine is gonna I, be from the NBA.
1: Yeah, Get, right. Yeah, the fine is worth it.
0: Yeah, it's worth it. It don't matter. Lose every single. Game. I'm gonna be rooting for every other team we play against. I don't care. So
1: this is this has been my own internal conspiracy theory about Pop and the Spurs and this like particular transition. I don't know how we got into Spurs talk, but I do know. But anyways, my thing is that my hope for why they never hired Becky Hammond was that he didn't want to put Becky Hammond in a situation where she'd be having to coach a really terrible team to start off and then not only that makes it hard for her but it also just makes it difficult for then women to take over positions right because you know that in the league everybody would be like all right this is the example of what it means to have a woman coach in the league and that's just kind of a setup to fail so in my thoughts was that and my hopes is that he made that move to not set her up right and also to like also then poorly set up women as coaches in the league but also That his final gift to us before he goes is to tank and put us in a position to be able to get the number one pick so that whoever does come in for him is like, here you go. Now you get to start fresh with a star and like we've set you up management and now go. Which and essentially we'll talk about later. I thought might be Yudoka would be the guy to do that, (laughs) right? And we'll talk about him much later. later. But you know, that's my hope. This is what I'm hoping for. And The only thing that gives continues that hope for me is what you brought up to me earlier in the week or maybe it was last week in that comment that uh, pop gave as far as like if you're gonna bet in vegas do not bet on the spurs right which i loved the fact that he said that because i was like oh this means that you get it like you're not gonna be that super coach to try to win with like really small
0: town bro i've never been so happy To be a Spurs fan Like You know I mean Obviously we got championships Right I was happy then But when I saw those highlights To that game Between Scoot And Wimbayama Like I heard of Wimbayama Right And everybody I heard about the hype And all this stuff I've never seen it Right I didn't even really Look at highlights Until his first game here In the G League Elite Holy Holy Hell I'm already got goosebumps pretty much. Like if he this dude is a spur and he's got he's he's got the French connection with Tony Parker. This is somebody that we can probably get to stay. Like even LeBron was like, you know, everybody, there's been so many unicorns. This dude not a unicorn, he's an alien. He is. I say again, seven four with handles and can shoot the three. Yeah, I didn't believe the, that the
1: guy that size would have the moves. And then watching those things, I was like, oh, no, he's bigger than I could have ever imagined. Because you, you've seen those guys. Like, even like a KD, I mean, we know Dirk. Dirk was never really a smooth player, but, he, you know, he could shoot for his size. But this guy, he moves so fluidly that it's like... I, I always just get worried with really huge guys like this that it's really easy to get hurt going up or, you know, like... And he's he's so lanky, but yeah, kind of like the
0: dude. Up, uh, what's the dude that, that just Greenville. got hurt for Oklahoma?
1: Yes, their number one pick. Um,
0: what's that dude name? You know
1: who, who had so many? Um, yeah, you know he had like big prospects for him, and you know, the, and the thing is, it's kind of hard to like be mad or like to even blame anybody because he got hurt. You know, he got hurt playing basketball. It's not like he got hurt doing something else. Yeah, so he, he got
0: hurt smoking. trying to block LeBron. Yeah, and you but know, he, yeah, you're right though. He <laughs> looked he looked like every time like he was he was just so fragile, right? Man, and Wembyama doesn't look like that. Wembyama, like he, I was worried about that too. He does he, his body is it's just structured different. It's more he's gonna be a Giannis built. Yeah, here in you're right f- yeah. five to six he's years. Be
1: 18. Yeah. He's gonna bulk up, and you're right. Like um, Holmgren from OKC, yeah, Chet Holmgren. He he looks like uh, he just looks brittle at certain points. Yeah, yeah. This guy does not look brittle. Mm -hmm. He
0: looks like he looks like silky. He looks smooth, right? Like he's gonna. I'm so pissed every game that we win this year. So pissed. (laughs) So mad. You know, and the
1: thing is, though, that you still got the lottery. And I'm worried about all those picks that Utah got. Like, in the offseason, that's what I was looking at. I was like, yo, who's getting the most picks to be able to trade up in the draft? And Utah
0: won yeah. that battle. Yeah.
1: So, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, it's definitely between uh, us, Utah, and there's another team. Oh, I think it's the Pacers. The Pacers are definitely in tank mode.
1: Yeah. They're going to deal Buddy in
0: Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Miles Turner at some point before the year. Yeah, they're done. in
0: tank mode, um, but hopefully, yeah, man, that dude is e freaking elite. All right, Primo, it's time to talk our favorite talk. It's time to talk NFL football. We are four games in, going into week five. If if you could break down those four four weeks, what what really stands out to you? In those first four weeks of NFL football.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to start with saying one of the things I feel like I've learned about the NFL season over the last couple of years is the first four weeks. This is where I started, like, really looking. I was like, when does it start getting normal? But the first four weeks are so weird that like there's so many upsets there's like teams that like you're like wait a minute maybe i wasn't right about who's gonna be good um i think that's uh, i know you don't want to bring it up but maybe that's your hope in fantasy football too that this is not normal for you i'm gonna keep digging into that as much as possible but no you deserve um,
0: that you deserve that i deserve that (laughs) it's been horrible
1: but you know i think week five is when i started seeing that like you start seeing teams become who you think they are and who you thought they were going to be and things kind of start to stabilize after week four for me, at least, watching NFL football. Um, I think the shocking thing to me is really just the teams in the NFC that are, uh, you know, I think I expected the Eagles to be good. They're 4-0 right now, best team in football. But here's the list of teams in the NFC that are 3-1 and that I did not really expect. Maybe I expected Minnesota. Minnesota's 3-1. and Kind of expected that. Maybe not. But these three I did not expect. The Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Green Bay Packers are all three and one, and I am shocked by that. But I do believe that Week Five will start to stabilize all of those things um, for those three teams in particular. So that's the thing standing out to me the most.
0: Yeah, I think uh, those three teams. um, I I still don't believe in the Giants. Not really. No, of course not. I believe I like Uh, the most. I believe in Saquon, though. If they can just ride Saquon, I believe in him. I just don't believe in that whole team yet. I still don't believe in the Packers, right? I don't believe that's real. But what I am worried about, and I can't believe these are coming out of my mouth, is I think the Dallas Cowboys, led by Cooper Rush, is real.
1: End this motherfucking show right now How <laughs> dare <you? laughs> I
0: think that is real I think that defensive line Is elite yeah, that de- yeah They're serious But I just can't wait I can't wait till Dak Prescott comes back And then we're getting into Who the Cowboys really are This Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboy team That's another level But when Dak Prescott is healthy and he comes back and he messes up, which he is. He's gonna do that. He's gonna yeah, mess yeah, up. Yeah. And Cooper Rush is gonna be over there on the sideline. That's the drama that I can't wait to of see. And, that, and that's the Dallas Cowboys that I can't wait to see.
1: Do you do you think though Cooper Rush is for real in this case, as far as like what he's getting done in these wins?
0: I think yes. I think it's for real. I th- but I don't think like he's a legitimate star. I don't think he's a legitimate starter. Right. But yeah, they're going to carry sin- them Yeah since you don't have a Dak Prescott Right you don't You rely more on a team effort As opposed to individual effort Right so you don't rely on Dak, Pre- oh, Dak Prescott is going to get us there Right we got Dak You know He's a 200 million dollar man He's going to get us there And then so right now the team is rallying around Cooper Rush which makes him look good And so the team is better you're right. Yeah, and so you're right. What I Seems think, like, what I think is crazy. This, this so far, this first four games is we, and we fell into this hype coming into the season. We fell tell into them. we fell I into the AFC them. West hype, like it was. We were ready to watch. It. We oh, were ready to watch it, right? And it just not had been what we thought it was going to be. The Chargers, they've been Herbert's been hurt, unfortunately, for my fantasy team. And Bosa's
1: out. Bosa right. that's
0: a big loss for them. Yeah. Bosa's Bosa. out. Um, what's the receiver? Um, I can't think of his name. Keenan Evans. Yeah. He's been out. So they've been dealing injuries. They've been hovering above water barely, right? The uh the Raiders haven't won a the game. They're absolutely Oh, they got one. They got one. Oh yeah that's right They just gave it one
1: They got that one game But they're one and three And right. that is not What we expected that Out of a team not what
0: we expected up. Out of them that. The absolute Horrid 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 I don't know if you saw This game on Thursday Primo Between The Broncos And the Colts
1: Unfortunately I did
0: Primo This
1: that- is what I Imagine Maybe you're like uh, What you were telling me about teaching these young kids new football your middle school kids this is the type of games i imagine your team's playing
0: that is funny because that's exactly where i was going i was like that is the worst (laughs) football i've seen all year (laughs) and i coach middle school football okay and this is that game was the absolute loop fans were leaving when they realized it was going to overtime they're like oh no we we're not gonna do this (laughs)
1: We got to beat the rush. We to beat, beat, the, rush. beat the, Do the rush. you think
0: I'm gonna sit here and watch <laughs> overtime of this crap? And they took off. Like, Ru- I don't know what's going on with Russ. Like, he is absolutely horrible. That team is just yeah. Hackett it. I, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if Hackett it doesn't get fired in mid season. Like, he's just not. Yeah,
1: here. I, it's rough over there, man. And I, I'll say this for you know Russell Wilson. He looks like. They do look like a team that like that he just met everybody team. And uh and he also like they don't it doesn't look like his receivers are familiar with his like his throws yet. Like they look like they don't know how to catch what he throws. But there's also times where I've seen him like like puts it on a guy and it's like, yeah, that guy's like five yards away from you. Why are you gunning it at this guy? Like that guy, of course that guy's not gonna catch that shit. You throw really hard, and this guy is barely getting to know you and yeah, like yo, you didn't have to gun it at him like that. Like, give it to him easy, get some yards. But it looks really bad in Denver, man. I feel bad for everyone involved, but I can't remember. That's funny you bring up the the like folks leaving because I can't remember the last time that you offered football fans extra football and they don't want it.
0: Yeah, it was so it was. Uh, I mean, the Colts weren't any better, right? Matt Ryan and the yeah. Colts, the, they were yeah, horrible. Yeah, but. I take the the whole Russell Wilson. So I, you know, I always take everything, uh, how things happen in my life and being in the military, right? And so when you go into somewhere new, I've been into, you know, different, different places every four to five years. You go into somewhere new. And when you go into somewhere new, usually what you do with well, the good thing you're supposed to do is way back, see how everything goes, right? And then you start inputting your stuff. And so when Russell Wilson comes in and he's supposed to be the savior. Right? He comes in as a savior and some of the teammates are like, Hold up, like you, you don't you don't know what it's like here. You ain't been here and he's talking and he's being corny as he's ever corny, right? And he's being all this stuff and you don't perform like that. Yeah. That gets to people, right? That gets to people like, Yeah, I thought you were gonna save us and you're over here throwing interceptions, right? The same thing, just mm-hmm. so I, they don't look at him. And the, the stuff coming out of Seattle is crazy to me too. All yeah. the old players talking crap about Russ. Like there's some like some going on with Russ that we don't we don't realize. It's just his character. Nobody really likes this dude. And I think it's it's taken it's trickled over to Denver. Who they thought they were getting one dude, and they got another dude, and now they don't want to play for this dude. Yeah,
1: you know it's interesting because he seems like a really good guy, and. At least to me, which I think is, is always kind of a, kind of a mark of a guy's. it seems like anybody that in his O-line has liked him, right? Like guys that block for him, like the guys that he's really talking to on a regular basis like him a lot. And I, I feel bad for him that he gets this like corny knock on a regular basis, but I can understand and I feel like it's more of guys that are like from a particular viewpoint of what a football player is supposed to look like or be like. And particularly act like. And for him, there's just going to be people that he's not going to win over, guys that are going to see him as corny. Honestly, like, as a QB, though, I would think that, like, all you got to give a shit about is whether your offensive side of the ball likes you, right? Do your receivers like you? Because those are the guys that are going to make those catches. They're going to dive across the field. They're going to take the hits for you. But he just, again, they look like. Like, they've never met before, right? Like, and so, and I would think as a QB coming in, particularly with your offensive side of the ball, like, if I'm the new guy and I'm Russell Wilson, like, and I got Russell Wilson money, like, fellas, we all going to dinner. I'm paying for dinner. We're all going to go do that, right? Like, you're going to figure out what these guys like, what they're into, and making sure that you, like, keep them close and they, like, they like you from day one. Because that's going to be the thing that gets guys to play for you. And I don't necessarily know if maybe he thought people are just going to like me because I'm already established. But I feel like those are the stories you hear about, like, Tom Brady, right? Like, the Tom Brady, a guy that was new or a new guy would come in and he'd go and introduce himself as Tom Brady, right? Like, it's like, yeah, we're starting from scratch, right? Like, and that's to say that, like, I'm hyping up Tom Brady. But those are the types of things I think you feel like you got to do as a leader. Like, you got to treat everybody you got welcome guys Even if you're the new guy Right You gotta make other people Feel welcome Which I do wanna say Other surprises to me In the, in the season Is Tampa Bay But also The defending champion Los Angeles Rams Like they don't look Like themselves either Yeah, like, they, they do, like, do not look Comfortable at all They look kinda lost In certain aspects Of the game Which is really odd to see
0: Yeah this last beat down They got from the 49ers Was just crazy to me um, Matthew Stafford is obviously hurt. He had surgery, Um but apparently yep. he was hurt last with the same stuff last last season going into it. So um, yeah, I don't know what is going on. It's weird. Like they, they just they have the same guys, right? They just yeah. they haven't. It, it just looks weird to me. Um, also, like I was ready to uh, when the season started. I was ready to t- to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. And they look to be rolling on all cylinders, too. Patrick Mahomes yep. is still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need Tyreek, right? He's just still that dude. Um,
1: I think we doubted Mahomes and didn't doubt Russell Wilson. Yeah. And the opposites are happening. Like, Russell Wilson's got weapons, and he do not know, hasn't figured out how to use them.
0: Hey, is uh, Jacksonville for real? I'm not, like... What are they doing up here? Like
1: we, I think they're just straight slinging, and it it shows how good Trevor Lawrence really is. But you know, they're still the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they're gonna like you know they're they're gonna stabilize, as I said before. Like they're gonna start losing games because they're just not an all around good team. But I do think that Trevor Lawrence may be you know the polished guy that they drafted, and you sling it enough, you're gonna score. Right, It it
0: just goes to show you how important coaching is, right. How important oh, coaching is. Because you can't tell me they look this bitter because of Christian Kirk, which is pretty much the only thing that they added. <laughs>
1: <right>? Exactly.
0: <laughs> the only thing they added the offseason besides coaching. And Doug Peterson has come in there and turned that that culture around.
1: Which also speaks to just how toxic Urban Meyer really is.
0: And he's going to get a job <laughs> next year in it. college. You know, and he's going to get a, a job. He's next. trash. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Ravens, I don't know what to think about them. That defense is not your, you know, not our young Baltimore Ravens defense. That defense is getting burnt. Lamar yeah, Jackson is still Lamar La- Jackson. La- pay that man, right?
1: Yeah, Lamar Jackson is playing like someone on a contract here. Like yeah. he is like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna make you pay way more money than you thought you were gonna. Pay. Exactly,
0: exactly. You should have paid that man two years ago. Um, who else the Jets Jets look good I'm telling you they're they're gonna be who would you choose the New York Jets I know the New York Jets that just got Zach Wilson back in his in his horrible gritty uh, last week <laughs> Um, like I would be again I've been on I've been on the Jets bandwagon uh, since the offseason talking about this, they're gonna turn this around I still don't think they're quite a playoff team yet depending on what's yeah. going on in Miami in if two ever oh, comes back right but um they're right there they're they're so close i'll be so encouraged to be a new york jet fan right now
1: yeah they they look all right i mean, you know the one group too that i'll say is like uh has been a little bit shocking to me just because of the the type of talent they got on their roster particularly with michael thomas coming back is the new orleans saints um one thing that i read which is kind of insane to me is that Jameis winston has four slight fractures in his back and you know you, you know like like yeah. dealing with back so, you know i don't understand how they even imagine that this guy will ever come back to play this season and if he does I, bro like then this is crazier than i thought Jameis winston cuz <laughs> be like what now nah, i'm done give me that money and i'm gonna sit out because i figure like he's that type of dude too he's uh he's ridiculous um as a person james winston but i i can't imagine having to play quarterback with four fractures in your back
0: yeah that's absolutely crazy that you know he's getting shots like every day in his back to deal with that and actually i think like he may be coming back in like two weeks, the last thing I heard. Exactly,
1: that's what I'm saying. That's what they're saying, that he might be back very soon. I was like, wow.
0: Yeah. How? That's crazy. Uh, also, I get. I don't know if Super Bowl slump is happening, but the Bengals not looking very good after week four. They just they can't get it right. They haven't lost anything. I don't know what it. I mean, that, that offensive line, which I thought was a major improvement this offseason, is still a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. That poor guy, man. Burrow. Give him some time and and he'll light it up, but he's not getting much time at
0: all. I would say this though, a lot of these sacks also are him holding on to the ball. Like he definitely holds on to the ball too long and and he he takes some of these sacks himself. Um he's got PTSD in that pocket. You can see it. Like that first <laughs> if that first one isn't there, he's already looking to get hit and he's not nobody's close. It's just it is bad. Is is not looking good in Cincinnati.
1: These, these are the things about like that I love about football that's so different from when you watch like other sports is that you could be in the Super Bowl one year and not make the playoffs the next year. And you could be a trash team one year and all of a sudden be like a hopeful in the playoffs the next year, right? Like the the flip from season to season can be so drastic that it keeps everything interesting, and as a fan, right? Like it, the window of opportunity can happen within one year, and I think that that's you know that's the exciting thing about football and why every week is so exciting because you can't lose every week, and you can't you know you can't start a season zero and four, right? Because the season's probably going to be over. <laughs> but I just want to make sure that it, you know that you're aware of that when it comes to fantasy
0: football too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to your point though, um, these last four weeks, that witching hour, that last hour from uh, the early games to go to yeah. the to the late games, that like the red zone is crazy at that time. Yeah, red yeah. zone channel is absolutely nuts, and I'm trying to watch the end of the Titans game, but I can't. I keep getting alerts on other games, and I need to flip back and forth. And it's just so many good games Coming down to the wire Every single week is crazy So many overtimes Overtimes that fans actually want to see And not People walking (laughs) out But it was great I love football Somehow and all that talk to Tom Brady has got 7 titles It's just insane Just goes to his GOAT status On how he keeps winning Yeah. Even though I just want to say this too, You heard it here first on the Puro Pinche Primos podcast, that I was telling you guys that Tom Brady was gonna get a divorce. Did I not say that? <laughs> you heard it here yeah, first. Did. I read between the lines before anybody else was talking it. I told you. You're right. Tom Brady is going through a divorce, and that's why he was gone. And it looks like more yep. and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. Yes. You're right.
0: right?
1: You did say that. I doubt it. You.
0: you did. You did. But. Anyway, pretty much. Moving on. Week 5 is coming up. Big games. Uh, The game in London. New York Giants versus the the Packers. That's going to be a good game. Steelers and Bills. I don't know. I mean, the Bills are just overwhelming. Kenny Pickett is coming back, though. I think that's going to be... I think they can turn the season around with Kenny Pickett. I think I have a little bit more faith in Kenny Pickett than anybody else. But I, yeah, I, he's not that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what they were thinking. The Lions, bro, that offense in Detroit is absolutely not. If they had a mid-level defense, yeah. Right, if they had like a a twentieth-ranked defense,
1: <coughs> damn, 20th. If they just
0: uh-huh. had that, this team would be so dominant. But they have no defense at all. But that offense with Jared Goff.
1: This is who I thought Jared Goff was and would be. Like this is why I thought the Rams would work when he was over there, because I did think he was a guy that could like could light it up. And so it's interesting to see him now over there. Um, and I'm happy for him because to do it in Detroit is extra tough, right? So I think it just shows you how much how talented he really is. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. So right now he's a like fantasy dynamo. Yeah,
0: um, I I get a little I get a little heartbroken when I see Armand Say Brown out there catching all these passes when he was available for us to pick, and we picked Des Fitzpatrick, who is yet to make the team, the fifty-three man roster team on the season. We traded yeah. up. And we'll, we'll talk Titans talk later. We'll but. talk
1: bad Titans talk.
0: Armand Say Brown is that dude. And I wanted us to draft him, and we didn't. We picked us with Patrick for some reason. Anyway. So
1: I do want to say, speaking of Detroit, right? We're going to take us into our, like, first of our uh, weekly predictions. And your first game, right, to come up is first pick Detroit at New England this week.
0: Detroit at New England. We just talked about Detroit Lions and Jared Goff and that offense with that horrible defense. The Patriots are absolutely trash, which we predicted earlier in the year. The Patriots are trash. They have Zappy at QB from shout out from Victoria, Texas. Okay. he's from Victoria, Texas played football at Western Kentucky threw for like 5000 yards uh but there's a reason he went to Western Kentucky cuz he's garbage um <laughs> so yeah the i Detroit I'm picking Detroit right away I think that offense is just too much and uh, New England is at the bottom of the barrel so I am going to go with the Detroit Lions we are hold on before we go on we are tied currently right we're still tied
1: I believe so. Both, I think, at
0: two and one. Yes. So,
1: yes, we're both two
0: and one. All right, all right, all right. All right, pretty much. The game I'm going to give you now is an AFC East powerhouse matchup the Miami Dolphins versus the New York football Jets. Who you got?
1: So, I really want to go Jets. And hey, by the way, I opened that up. I am not going to go Jets. I think I think Zach Wilson still got some time to like piece some things together. But really more so I think the story is gonna be Teddy two gloves. Teddy Bridgewater to me was the guy that I wanted to have the season start as the, the QB for the Dolphins. And I think Tua actually was like very surprising to me. Um I don't know how much that's Tua or the play calling, but we also know that it's definitely the talent that they got um, at their skill player positions with the additions of Tyree Kill. They obviously uh, drafted a, a stud in, in uh, Jalen Waddle, and then they went and picked up uh, Edmonds in the offseason. They also got Moster. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is such a stabling QB that he's not going to make those mistakes. He's been ready. He's a consummate professional, and I actually always root for him. Um, so I'm going Dolphins this week over the Jets. Um, that That's my prediction for the week, and I hope it goes really well for him. And we will get into Tua talk later um, in our Wheel of Chingadera. But, you know, it, yeah, I got to go Dolphins. For, for your second one is the a, is a NFC North, which I think is the most interesting division right now just because of the like cast of, of characters with the QBs. Um, this week, Cincinnati at Baltimore.
0: What do you think? Stan? Cincinnati at Baltimore. We ju- we just talked about Cincinnati and how they're not playing very well. Um, but Baltimore defense is absolute trash. Um, I think they're ranked either thirty first or thirty second in the league. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Cincinnati. I'm gonna pick Cincinnati. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think Lamar is going to go off against Cincinnati, um, but I just the, Baltimore hasn't proven to me that they can stop anybody. They really haven't, especially throwing the ball. Like they are getting smoked up and down that field. There's a little tension on the sideline this past week between Colt, between Harbaugh, and some of the players. Like they just can't figure that defense out, and it's absolutely trash. So, Primo, I'm going. With the Cincinnati Bengals, Primo, you're up next, Primo. The Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, who's better than Russell Wilson, versus the New Orleans Saints. Who you got?
1: Uh, so again, my my mind tells me the Saints. They got Andy Dalton throwing out there, which is, you know, that's a solid backup, Andy Dalton. I think we talked about him a few weeks ago. We talked about with uh,
0: whatever Jerry happened to Taysom back Hill back and him being the backup back. there. What a, nope. they, Taysom Hill and all the money they gave him Yep, to do nothing. And, he,
1: and we know that Taysom Hill is not like a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. Right. Um, so I got to go Seahawks just because of the like consistency so far in these first couple of weeks. Uh, Geno Smith has been, I'm sure, a pleasant surprise to everyone. Um, he seems like a matured quarterback and somebody who, like, can actually keep it together and act, kind of blow games, um, which is what he did when he first came into the league and was playing for, for the Jets. Um, but because of what we talked about before, like, when your quarterback has essentially a broken back and... Alvin Kamara, who has been like the star, has also been banged up and hasn't put together really a consistent game. I know that better than anybody because he's on my fantasy team. I got to go Seahawks in this one just because they've kind of pieced it together. They're kind of holding it down. I don't know that the Saints show me any kind of like faith that they can kind of carry into a win against this team. So I got to go Seahawks in this week. Your last one, which has got to be the game of the week. And I think based off of uh, their win last week, they're kind of showing some signs of hoping that they can actually be competitive. But Raiders at Chiefs Monday Night Football. This is kind of what you hope for as a football fan. Who
0: are you got in that one? I mean, I think personally, it's a no brainer. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're overwhelming Patrick Mahomes is overwhelming. He can just—it doesn't matter who you have out there, right? He's throwing out there to Juju. He's making crazy passes to Clyde Eller. Like he's—he's just—he's—he's front runner to me for MVP this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, true. So yeah, I mean, and the Raiders—I—I don't know. They're still trying to figure things out, And, and I think they need to run the ball right i think uh running yeah. the ball they're trying to be a passing game and i, I mean why not with car and Devonte? but they haven't figured that out yet Devonte and car which i thought it was going to be an easier transition because they're so close it's been a lot of time in the offseason they haven't figured that out yet josh mcdaniels as a head coach i mean he he is who we thought he was he's the same josh mcdaniels in denver um, so I, I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs and I think it's I don't even think it's gonna be close It's like a 31 to 17 type of game Kansas City Chiefs in a blowout over the Las Vegas Raiders All right but I got one more for you. I've got. The game in London at Wembley Stadium. You've 9.30 football. 7.30. 930. 7, 7.30 for me. 7.30. Oh, my God. <laughs> 7.30 football for me. The New York Giants versus the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers. Both of we already talked about. 3-1. and one. Are they legit? Who do you have? Yeah, I
1: think, again, I think this is a stabilizing week. The Giants don't got much more. You said it yourself, you know, Saquon looks like for real. I mean, and he he looks so fast every time I see, I'm shocked at how fast he looks, but I don't think he's going to be enough. I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, being in another like being on this stage of like representing the NFL in another country, I think he's going to probably put on a show. He will be good. And I think that as long as he's good, that will kind of outdo what what Saquon can do. Um, so I got to go Packers in this one. Um, and I just, I love the fact that there's football on early in the morning. It's actually the one motivate, the biggest motivation that I have to moving to the West Coast is the fact that like football starts at like 10 a.m. in the West Coast <laughs> and then you can go until like six, seven o'clock watching football all day. So that is, that's kind of my dream life as I get older. So that's,
0: it I is, it is go. so good. It is so good. primo. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even in the West Coast yet. Right. I got, I'm a mountain time and it but it is so good football starts at 11 here yeah. right and it's over you know about four f- by four or five you know and then the yeah. night game comes like you got stuff to do you have stuff to do in the evening you can still do it right you just wake up get ready uh for football it is so good i love this time zone <laughs> All right, Primo, now it's time to talk about our team. right, we have this little segment on where we're a little bit selfish. And, of course, we want to talk about our teams. Uh, We're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans. They're 2-2 over the last four games. To me, I think the Tennessee Titans are coming down to two halves. Okay? And let me just tell you, the the Titans in the first half, they got me excited. I am so excited in the Titans. In the first half, they are number one in offensive efficiency in the first half. They are number two in passing efficiency in the first half and number four in rushing efficiency in the first half. Do you know what they are in the second half? 32nd in all of those. Dead last in the second half in every single one of those. If we could just give us half <laughs> of what we do in the first half, we'd be dominant. But it I don't know. Me. Yeah, it scares me. Like I, uh, it just I don't know what's going on. I don't know how we get out of halftime m- much better than we've been doing. But we've got we've got to fix something. We're lucky to be two and two that we played you know some crappy teams. Um, but. They've got, they've got to figure this out now as we start getting into the heart After this week, um, after this week against the commander, the, the schedule starts turning up and uh, they've got to figure this out.
1: Yeah, I, you know, at this point, because of how unbalanced it's been, or I guess maybe it's too balanced to the fact that they like are so dominated in one half and then not down and, and do nothing in the second half. But I think the biggest concern for me is like... We know you can't let games slip, right? You got to get every game that you're supposed to get. So for me, you said they're lucky to be 2-2. Two and two. I'm like, yeah, they should have been 3-1 and because they should have won that Giants game, right, that opener. And you can't let one like that slip. But for me now, because of, you know, just what we've seen and the concerns is like now, all I care about is that they win the division games. To me, they got to win every single division game to be able to have a shot at really like, seeding but also just having a shot in the playoffs because the division is that weak that there is no reason that they should not win every single division game. Right. And that was a big game, big win last week against the Colts. Um but that was also way too close. And that that really worries me too. And so if they if we start seeing close games against Houston, that
0: don't really- even <gasps> those,
1: should, those should be blowouts.
0: Yeah, it's just I mean, again, like we, we we score twenty-four points in the first half. We're up, it should be a blowout, and then we win the game, what, twenty-four seventeen? We don't score at all in the second half. Um I I was a little bit more encouraged with Derrick Henry this last game. Same, same. Right, he looked like he's starting to Starting to get to his own self. He's running the ball. They're making an effort to throw him the ball. He's still got some stone hands. Right. And I could tell he's getting frustrated with him. Right. He's still he's still but they're making that effort. Uh I can see them making the effort like we're we're gonna go as far as Derrick Henry goes. Yeah. Right. Traylon Burks went down with a uh uh Yep. I'm glad you brought that was up. it a turf toe. Um, so that's gonna hurt a little bit. Like I don't know who, yeah, a lot of it because we don't, we're not really wide receiver tight, right? We don't really. We got Nick yeah, we Westbrook, Akina leading the way. Robert Woods looked good in the first half last last week. He had he had a semi coming out party. Um, we've got Gordon out there, Mister yep. Mar, Marijuana himself.
1: Lee's. Yo, oh my God, do you have any idea how much I've always wished to have Josh Gordon? Not just because he's the ultimate NFL pothead, but because <laughs> of the fact that this guy is a monster. Like, if you go back and look at footage of Josh Gordon when he was at the Browns, like, this guy is an all-pro. And if he has any part of him, part of that left in him, yo, they, the, the amount of help that that would be for, like, a Ryan Tannehill to just kind of breathe a little bit easier, that he's got a guy that can catch the ball is insane. But I, I feel like any that I've seen, going back to to uh, Derrick Henry, any time that I've seen him drop it is when the ball's thrown like right at him, and he catches these other ones that are like kind of off to the side. Yeah. So I'm just like, like put him on like wheel routes or something where he can just like catch it with his body because yeah, clearly like... ants are like.
0: Screen yeah, passes he can do right, the little wheel route he can do. It's the, the comeback like the stop comeback. I'm wide open. Here are my it looks, hands. It looks like the easiest. Yeah, here are my hands, and that's just. Uh, and sometimes it could be frustrating. Like, come on, they're just cats. That will. because I again, I'm a big fan of Derrick Henry. I'm his number one fan. I'm also a big fan of Madden. I want him to get that that 99 rating for Derrick Henry. It means a lot for me, personally, which I know it means for him. And every time he drops that ball, I'm like, nope, not getting that 99 rating. Nope.
1: I I at least appreciate that it drives him nuts. Yes. Right? Yes. Because he does look so frustrated on the sidelines after those plays. And I love that because you know that he's going to go work on it. He's the type of guy that's going to be like, fuck that. He's embarrassed. Yeah. And those are the types of guys that you want. The thing about it, dude, just because we were talking about Russell Wilson earlier and I was like, why is Russell Wilson gunning it like a five yard plays? The thing about it is when you watch the replays, you can see that Ryan Sandhill is taking something off of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and you can tell he's like, I'm trying to
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like me throwing to Elijah, right? It's just like here, here you go, but like try to catch this one. <laughs> it's Oh god. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad, we got like I said, we got the commanders this week. This, this Yo. week needs to be a blowout, like it just needs to not be close. Yeah, but we all know the Titans don't do this. I don't remember a last blowout that we had, our last game where I wasn't like freaking out in the fourth quarter, gaining some <laughs> great. I, I would just love to just relax throughout the game, like, yes, this is who we are. I would love that time. It'd be good for my family life, okay? It would be good. For me personally, my health wise, if we could just have a game or two or three this season where it doesn't have to come down to the end, okay? Where I could just be relaxed watching football without yelling at my kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I've noticed that in the last couple of years you become more and more grayer in the hair. Wow.
0: The well, we didn't have to go there. I mean I
1: I it wasn't a diss. I just, I understand your <laughs> pain. I, you know, I say this. I think this is the week where it could happen, particularly because they're playing against one of the, in our, I guess, in recent memory, kind of more messier, sloppier fuck ups we've seen in football, which is Carson Wentz. And I do expect him. I, I just remember last time I remember playing against him was when he threw a stat pick in the end zone, like he was falling in the way yeah, absolutely the safe,
0: great, Absolutely. Like great play. Ended it, that's that play. was huge yeah yeah it's great <laughs> that's so Carson Wentz that highlight cap. right there yeah but yeah hopefully I mean I'm I, I feel a little encouraged again like if we can just the first half of these games minus the Buffalo Bills game we absolutely oh. look unstoppable on offense unstoppable hey, I yeah. got a
1: funny story about that last week I was in upstate New York right Mm -hmm. Uh, about like three hours outside of the city north and i forget that everyone out there are bills fans no so i went to (laughs) i went to brunch and i'm i'm sitting there um i'm eating i'm uh, like sitting at the bar of this place and this couple comes to sit next to me a guy's got a a bills shirt on and um and it's sunday right and i'm like Uh oh man and so we we kind of chatted for a little bit we're talking about the food the food was amazing at this place um and and I said something We were talking And then as I'm leaving I'm thanking the, the, the waitress and, um, and I go, hey man this, this might be y'all's year And he's like, oh, I hope so And I was like, they look really good And he was like, yeah, yeah And I go, I'm a Titans fan and I was like, so I'll never forgive Josh Allen For what he did to us on Monday Night Football He was like, oh <laughs> man I was like, have a good weekend <laughs> I, was, so I was basically trying to not get my ass kicked in Bill's con- yeah, country. But yeah, I mean, I also understand that window for them and how excited they are because I feel like that's how we were last year, right? Like nobody yeah, we was were. talking Titans fans last year.
0: Yeah, we were, and it was. It's. I wish I had that feeling back again, yeah. but <laughs> uh, so much trauma that we have with Buffalo Bills in general. Exactly.
1: exactly.
0: Right, and that just add, that game added to it so bad. I've never. I can't remember the last time that I turned a game off, mm. and I turned that game off in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, it was. I had to see it through, but I kind of wish that I turned it off. I mean, we already knew. I I texted you on like, yeah. the throw towel. Yeah, it's over. And it's funny because I had said it to you or texted it to you right before somebody else in our group chat said <laughs> it. Was yeah, hater of all haters, cowboy fans. Um, shout out to Chris G and, and the rest
0: of our league. Yeah, shout out to that punk ass league where I'm 0 4. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, hopefully, again, Titans, just play the whole game, please. Just It's not that hard. You're there. They, they got it.
1: They're going to take them down. All right.
0: All right, Primo, it's time to bring this segment back. It's been a while. Fans have been asking for it. It is time for the Wheel of Chingadera. It's a special edition of the Wheel of Chingadera. I want to call it the Wheel of Chingadera Chisme. All right. There's a (laughs) lot of drama in this wheel. Okay. Hell yes. A lot of stuff going on that we've missed in the past couple weeks that are on this Wheel of Chingadera that we need to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and spin it now because this is the segment called The Wheel of King Adidas. So here we go, spinning the wheel. Okay, here we go, Primo. We're going to start off strong and we're going to start off with the Miami Dolphins and Tua and his concussion. So we're wanting to know what we think about the whole drama revolving around Tua and his concussion protocol, the NFL concussion protocol. What are your thoughts about how this whole thing is unfolded?
1: I, I think it's pretty obvious if you watch Tua take that first concussion. And I'm not talking about this latest entry, but the week before and the way in which that man... Stumbled to like Take a few steps I-, I think for anybody That has Watched football Played football Or just seen Somebody injured Is like You knew that guy Should not be playing The next week Right There's no way That you are back To normal Healthy enough with Primo, seven,
0: primo He right? came back In the same game Exactly He came back In the same game Primo Which
1: Obviously is insane And yet you know that it's like all right if they if they're toughing it out right and this is crazy because i'm giving the dolphins an excuse if they tough it out to like be like let's just win this game i can see how they're trying to like pull that card out to be like all right let's just get him to finish out so we can win but then you can't play the dude the next week right and and like think that you're gonna get away with that because you should know that you're about to get in trouble for even keeping them in but you're absolutely right like the fact that this did not happen i think I'm always confused by it. Uh, I want to hear your opinion on this. I'm confused by injuries, particularly like that, that have lasting effects on an organization where it's like, if this is your guy, right, why would you risk the rest of the season for this one game? Yank his ass and win next week, right? But don't risk the season. You see that the season's going well. Take care of his ass. I don't understand that. I've never understood that when it comes to, like, football and, like, pushing a guy through an injury like that.
0: Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I took away from it, uh, going into what you just asked. Why would you do that? Um, money. I think this whole this whole uh, situation with with Tua is all around money. And there's so many people who want the money that are, are going for the money. The Miami Dolphins are, are about to either spend a bag on Tua or about to move on. Right. We all went into the season knowing, hey, Tua, this is this is make or break year. Is he going to do it? He's got no excuses. Right. So they're going to chart out Tua out there. To say hey I need to know if he's for real. I need to know. And so. Before we spend money on him. And Tua. He's going to say whatever he needs to say to get back on that field. Because what? Because he wants to get that money. Right. And he wants to get the bag. So. And he's already been known to be injury prone. So he's already saying that. I can't be injury prone. Nobody's going to pay me for that. Um. So he trots out there. That was an interesting take I heard earlier this week from uh, another one of the greats. University of Texas great Ricky Williams. He's also a great uh, pothead. Right? He's a... Mm -hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon before Josh Gordon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, he was saying, he's like, bro, like, Tua, this may not just be for you, bro. Like football just it ain't for you like he's just not and you you see that when you when you, when you toss him out there he is small yeah. right yeah, he, is. he is small compared to everybody else the way he got flung around uh that last game where he got this concussion like a rag doll was just crazy to me right and the way his injury history, like, of you just may need to check out, right? Honestly, like, you just... The la- lasting effects of, of concussions. Also crazy to me, again, NFL, like, what are we doing? I don't know if you heard, Primo. Um, Joe Burrow was on a podcast this week. Yeah. And they asked him about this. And he was like, yeah, we, yeah, it's part of the game. Which is right. Concussions are part of the game. It is, yeah. But the comment that that... That uh, shook me Was commenting comment That he saying Like it it doesn't, There's no la- Lasting effects Right It's not a long term thing It's like what Have you Where rock have you been then? Yeah That you don't think These concussions Have a lasting effect On you Go ask Junior that's, Seau
1: That's that FEC education
0: yeah. yeah Exactly Like go ask Junior Seau About lasting effects Right Oh you can't You can't Cause he sure. He's dead There's so many Like how you can think that in NFL, like, you got to fix this. You've got to fix this right away. I have never. You know me. I've got, and we've said it plenty of times on this show, I have plenty of a back problems. I have gotten up and my legs given out and look like Tua. But not, never, not ever one time have I ever gone through that and I re- grabbed my head first. Right? Yeah. I have never grabbed my head, shook off the cobwebs. Got up, stumbled, and like, oh, my back. No. It was so obvious that that was a a concussion. For them to throw him out there four days later, not only back in that game, but the game was four days later. It was a Thursday night game. And that's another thing I want to talk about when we're talking about money. Right? The NFL is putting out these Thursday games when the players are telling you it's hard for us to recover. But because of money... We're going to throw these players out there on Thursdays, right? Also, I want to talk about money. Another point towards money is this turf that these players are playing on. These owners and owners of these stadiums use turf because it's so easy to transition that stadium to other things like concerts and other things like other games yep. and stuff. So, there's the only reason turf is still allowed. Turf needs to be out of football. Turf needs to be out of football. Most of these concussions are not... Helmet to helmet hits, or football players hit, the football player hits. It is football player's head to to turf in the ground. Yeah, in the ground, right? So another thing, like owners don't want to do that. They want turf so they can have more money to to do all these other stuff in that stadium in the, in those uh, arenas. Um, but it's crazy to me that Tua was out there. It's crazy to me. I mean, Tua's got to take some some. Uh, responsibility here too right like he he had to know like he, he knows that it was his head he knows um he needs to know the, the lasting effects of this
1: yeah I this is a thing too man I, I can understand the like competitive side of things you know as, as an athlete of like wanting to win and like or like toughing it out or manning up or however you want to phrase that but but like yeah if, if you're messed up in your head and this is also the, the concern for me too right is that how many of these guys are already blacked out and they don't even have the like wherewithal to know like to be like yo no let me stop they're just in the moment like you know you don't know what your brain is telling you to do in those moments and they think like they're just like staying in the moment or have no idea that they're even operating in that way right the, the, you mentioned the joe burrow thing of, like you black out like that. I, I'll bring this up like how many times have I blacked out from drinking too much alcohol and didn't remember what I was doing? Right? I didn't have the the conscience to like like the consciousness to be like, yo, let me stop because I'm too way too drunk. And we think about those as examples. Those are really scary moments because so much of what happens with our brains and our memories around that is that you actually you actually start losing these like parts of your memory when those things happen and you black out, which I don't necessarily know if people really fully understand, which speaks to what you just mentioned with regards to like the long-term effects, right? Um, and that's really, really dangerous. We talk about just like human life, but also what our long-term health is gonna be. And we know based on players that have already passed away, the CTE research, right? Is it the the levels of CTE, are already pretty high at very young ages and I think if for anybody that's questioning that if, if you ever watched that Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary that uh, that physician and brain researcher was already saying that he was at the highest level of CT and he was only 26 right so the brain trauma and brain injuries and that's for a tight end that's not someone who's like an offensive lineman Or a quarterback who's like falling to the ground And hitting the back of their head The way that we've seen Tua take those hits And um, those things are incredibly dangerous Those are the things that we obviously know Like what you mentioned Do not want to talk about if it messes with the money
0: Yeah, I think we talked when Again, going back to that Joe Burrow uh, Interview He was already talking about you know There are halves that he doesn't remember There are games that he doesn't remember playing just had to go back and watch them, doesn't even remember doing those things, and then uh, you know, just but again, while you were talking, and after I made that statement, um, like it reminded me, that these are you still young kids, right? They're still 22, yeah. 24, 25 years old, um, NFL football players who are gods, right? In a lot of sense, of where everywhere, everywhere they've been, right? They've probably been. The man in high school and the man in the college campus, and now they're in the NFL, and so they think they're godlike, right? Nothing can happen to me, when, what me and you thought when we were that age, right? Meantime, you know, I'm here having back I surgery. Wanna, yeah. If I would, if I could go back and tell my younger self, hey, go look at that back, you know, I know you think you can po- power through it, but you can pay for that later, right? The same thing with these kids, and and so somebody that is why they're they're are supposed to be things in place in the nfl in a concussion protocol to protect these young kids from doing this to themselves for how they are later and it didn't work and so the nfl needs to reevaluate this whole concussion protocol obviously i think tua should be suing somebody um of letting him getting back in that game um but yeah it, it was it was just sad to see honestly like I remember seeing it uh, live action when, when he took that hit and I was just like oh man like this is it was very sad and very overwhelming and a reality of what this game is that we that we and, and we're honestly we are accomplished to it right when I talk about money we are accomplished we we, we watch this thing we know how violent it is we know exactly what we can do to the players and uh you know we we put money into it um so we are we're accomplished to this money thing when it comes to this the health of, of of these players all right here we go let's go to the next spin here on the will of chingadera the will of chingadera chisme started off good with tua and we're moving on Ugh. Phoenix Suns owner, soon to be not owner, Robert Sarver. He is, I mean, I can't even tell you all the things that have been going on with this guy, right? We don't have a long enough show to to go into the homophobic, the racist, the misogyny things that have come out in this investigation over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, Those of you who don't know Robert Sarver, he's the owner of the Phoenix Suns He had a bunch of controversy Come up um, Where he got suspended for a year From owning the team Had to pay a $10 million fine And now looks like he's just going to sell the team What are your thoughts on Robert Sarver? I think
1: this is like It's such an interesting story Because it speaks to so much of what we talk about like power structures in in America, but particularly because of what you mentioned in talking about like two in the NFL, which is really like this person gets to gets to like operate without any consequences simply because he has money, right? and And we know that that's a truth in our country. but the I think that what's interesting is that this guy probably has operated as long as he has without these consequences because as a society we haven't moved to call out those types of people and then put them um, you know on trial with the public right and have public opinion determine whether or not they should have any like power or influence in the industry that they're in um, and I, I thought it was really interesting is one of the like stories that came out um, from from like the the like kind of the coach's locker room that came out it was like he was upset after a loss and started using the n-word over and over in front of black coaches and that a coach had to call him out and tell him that he can't say that and his defense was that Draymond Green is saying it over and over during a game and so why can't he, he say it and so I think you know at this day and age for someone to be that out of touch is really kind of scary because you start realizing that there's like a lot of people That think this way and it's like wait a minute like how are we so far apart from how we understand the world and exist within society that somebody can still think it's okay to operate or exist that way and i get if you're kind of like a closet racist right like if you're hiding that and you're only that way with other racists but to be that kind of out in the open i think you start to understand how much people with money assume
0: that they can just get away with whatever they want. Yeah, uh and the thing that gets me with this with this Robert server is how long it's been going on, right? The investigation went back, like I said earlier, 10 to 15 years. Uh, shout out to uh Amin El Hassan, uh, who is uh, a constant person in the uh, Dan Levitard show. He's been shouting this out for a while. Amin El Hassan used to used to work for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Uh, in the front offices, in the scouting rooms, and he has been shouting this out about Robert Sarver for the last at least five years, right? He's been trying to shout it out to the many people that will hear it, um, and so just I mean, like I said, the misogyny, the racism, like him wanting to use the N word, um, he has made a bunch of homophobic slurs. It's ridiculous, and when it goes to again uh, the uh, going into society, the white privilege um and and rich privilege that he has to be able to do this to to think he can say all these things and not have any consequences um and it really I mean he really doesn't even have a consequence right now right if he's he not paying for anything what he's gonna do is sell his team and get a yeah and make a profit of four billion dollars right like he's he's still not really doing any like he doesn't have any consequences for it, and so he's, he's still getting away with it, and it's just—it's crazy to me. It—it's it, just it, it, this again, this is another story that's more than just sports. It's just having to do with uh, how we are in society in general. You know, the rich, rich can do whatever they want in life, and just uh, they have the money to cover it all up, and. Even when it comes out in front, like, they still, they don't have anything. They, they don't have any consequences. Moving on, let's go through another spin here on the wheel of Chingadera. Oh! Here we go, primo. Um, this is actually, I, I just got, I threw this on this wheel right now. As we were talking, we haven't really discussed it right now, but... The Willa Chingadera uh, is asking us to talk about Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Now, those Ooh. of you who have not seen or heard this controversy, um, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green got into it in practice. Draymond Green sucker punched Jordan Poole really bad.
1: Y'all caught him right in the jaw.
0: Caught him right in the jaw. Um, and, I mean, this is this is very fresh, very, fairly new controversy. What are your thoughts on Draymond Green, the Golden State Warriors, and Jordan Poole? I
1: don't want to hear Draymond Green ever refer to himself or speak from the stance of being a leader of that team ever again. Get off that shit. Dude, you are not a leader, right? I, I, what's crazy about it, if you watch that video... Right? You know, we've been on teams before, and, and not to say we've been on, like, obviously professional teams, but once you're at that level and you're in a place where you have a, a issue with somebody, but this is the thing they just won a championship together. So, like, how bad can this be if you just want to ring together? So, the thing about that shit is with Draymond Green is you can tell from the video that the place where Poole comes from, because he shoves them is a like, teammate, like, yo, get the hell away from me type thing, right? Like, he's not trying to start a fight. He's trying to get this dude away from him and be like, yo, we're done with this. And the fact that this guy swings on such a young kid like that, you just talked about how young these athletes are, right? This is a kid. Like, you can have this dude in your pocket as a teammate and, like, mentor this guy, and you're going to go slug this kid in front of everybody else? Right. Like in the middle of a practice, I can understand if this is like in the parking lot or like, and even at that, like it doesn't have to go that far. But the fact that Raymond Green gets to get away with like, oh, I the, my emotions got the best of me. Right. That was his response. Like, yeah, dude, I, I would be shocked if, if they don't deal him based off of this. Like yeah, I somebody's
0: got to go. Somebody's got to yeah,
1: go. Somebody's got to go, and it doesn't seem like there's anybody left but you, bro. Like that's where I stand. Like, and I've already not liked Draymond Green, but jeez, man, like I lost so much respect for this dude after that. Like, come on, man, you can't do
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, and I, I said on our uh, our group text too. Like the 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 fact. I mean, he thinks Draymond Green to me. He thinks he's Steph Curry, right? He thinks that these championships are on his back. And he is the one that took this team. Not him. Not Clay, Not Kevin Durant. It is all because of Draymond. And he has that proof. This, again, I always go back to, to what I've known. This, this screams to me. In the military, right? There's always this perception of, and it's a lot true, of spouses taking on their husband or wife's rank right and so a lot of times on on, on an army basis you have a general's wife walking around thinking that she's the general in order that's what Draymond is right to me Draymond is a general's wife right he thinks that he's all that and he's done this all and so he can do whatever I don't see like you said I don't see how they recover I don't see how Jordan Poole is not fighting a dude every day especially after this Tape got leaked out. Oh, shout out to whoever leaked it. We needed to see it, right? I don't. I don't. I'm taking the. I'm not taking the stance of, oh God, like that dude needs to be fired. I mean, he probably should be fired as a team, but shout out to that dude or girl, whoever leaked that video. We needed to see that because it was about to be swept under the rug, right? It was about to be. Just it was just another tussle in practice. It's about to be swept under the rug, and I'm like, no, this was more than that right and uh the fact that uh the uh what is it the uh the stuff that that they're saying that jordan pool is came in as a hothead right and came in you know about his that is that is draymond green's camp putting that out okay mr new media right Mr. I'm Mr. New Media, and this is how we put things out. This is how we're gonna change it using old media tactics, right? Of having his camp put stuff out through old media people to set out to to spin. That's old media, Draymond. That is old media tactics. Shut your trap! You, oh man, I I'm so like I'm over Draymond. I hope he gets booed. So bad at home. I hope he gets booed everywhere he goes. Like, I hope he gets traded. Like, I hope nobody, like, he needs to go, man. He needs to go. And uh, funny, like, this ain't the first time, right? He's gotten an in incident with with Steve Kerr, right? Yep. He's the reason KD left, no matter what they say. I know he's the reason that KD left and didn't want to be part of that team, right? This is who he is is this who he is and i think at this point like golden state needs to just cut their ties with this dude
1: i think it gives them the perfect excuse as a board to do it because he's demanding max contract anyway and if you're gonna go into contract disputes with this guy like then you might as well get rid of him now right like what does it hurt you because if you're gonna lose him anyway because he doesn't get an amount of money which is money they're gonna give to Jordan Poole at some point anyway, and that's the future of your team. And we're talking money, it makes sense to get rid of him now, right? And use this as a reason, even if you don't want him. But let me also bring up that like Draymond Green was arrested um, while he was already a millionaire, right? At Michigan State for going to some sort of Michigan State event and punching um, a football player in the jaw in what seems to be described in the same type of way. When he got upset about some sort of issue, but it was like, yo, dude, you're a millionaire already, and you're punching like like young kids in the jaw, right? At your like alumni, right? Like, like what are you doing? And so, this guy's like approach, which also I wanna bring up is that if the attitude that Jordan Poole is somehow over arrogant, right? Which is insane to say over arrogant, right? That he like should be already given a certain amount of arrogance to to practice. But if that's the issue that Draymond Green has, honestly, Draymond, where do you think that kid got that from? Because he wasn't like that when he started on that team, right? And now he's got this like crazy swag, he's a champ. Where do you think he got and learned how to be that way, right? Like, if anybody on that team is that way, it's you, bro. So what, you mad at yourself? Which makes sense to me. Is it like you're actually punching yourself in the fucking face? Right, because you actually are not liking who you are, which can be the only explanation to me of why a guy who's a four-time champion, multi-millionaire, would go and swing on somebody that is his teammate and is like, from what we know and from what coaches and Kerr and and Curry are saying, is a really good, humble kid.
0: Exactly. That that was the point I was going to bring up. Is is the one person that I'm going to believe on this team is Steph Curry. And Steph Curry exactly. is the one who came out and said that that all that talk that uh, Jordan Poole was acting like that was was blasphemous. Like no, that was ridiculous. He has not been acting like that. That's not who he is. That I don't know what that reporting came from. It came from Draymond. It literally came from his agent. And we saw it on the tweet. Like that's who it came from. It came from Draymond's agent to the press. To, to slander Jordan Poole. Get rid of him. Get out of here. Let's move on, on to the next spin on the wheel of Chingadera. Oh, we sticking to basketball. Because basketball has got all the drama so far. And it hasn't even started yet. <laughs> right, we're already talking about Robert Sarver. We're talking about Draymond Green. We have to talk about Boston Celtics and Ime Udoka scandal that's going on. Emil Yudoka has been uh, suspended for the year for I don't I, I, I honestly Primo, I don't know what what for. Like there's so many different reports on what's yeah, going confused. on. I'm confused on what on what he suspended for. Um, but it looks like he he had some kind of relationship with somebody he wasn't supposed to have a relationship with. Um, and so they suspended him for a year. What are your thoughts on this whole Emei-Yudoga scandal?
1: I'm, I'm, uh, I understand the consequences, the punishment for this, right? Cause it, from what I've pieced together, it seems that it's someone who is a subordinate, right? That works for him. And it also seems that it's someone who is also married. And although he's not legally married, uh, Coach Doka's is in a long-term, committed relationship with um, Hollywood actress Nia Long, who everybody has loved forever. Um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. When they Nia got Long. together,
1: he was he was a spur, I believe. Yeah. When they got right, he was still playing, I think, when they got together, or he was already on the coaching staff. But it was in that time that transition. But. I remember thinking, like, how did this guy even get to talk to Ania Long when he's, like, in San Antonio so much? Anyways, the, the thing about this that I'm confused about is Brad Stevens, um, the, the now the former coach and now GM of the Celtics, seemed very emotional by the way in which um, female employees were getting potentially harassed to try to figure out who is the person in this story with Udoka, right, with regards to, uh, not only is this um, like a cheating scandal within like personal relationships, but also that it's like inappropriate workplace, workplace behavior, which is completely true and accurate. I think one thing that's coming out, we talked about this before, like Stephen A. Smith bringing this up, is that this is not new to workplaces, or society, right? Like, so if we're kind of trying to make a big deal out of this um, because it's a not only workplace scandal or um, some sort of cheating scandal within like two marriages or relationships, I, I get that that needs to be punished. But I, it's not shocking news in our society, right? So that makes me even more concerned or worried or. I'm trying to figure out like was this non-consensual and then obviously this takes it to a completely different level right in which the punishment would not fit the crime right of the suspension but also if it aside from it not being non-consensual like what is it that is happening that is making this such a huge story Aside from the fact that, like, the Celtics were just the finals, right? Is it because it's, like, such a high-profile city and team? Or is it because there's really some sort of, like, criminal violation here that happened? And I'm still confused based on the reporting. I know you, brother, you have an opinion about that. But I'm I'm still kind of stuck because I don't want to, like, essentially paint this guy in this crazy negative way. If these are things that are happening on a rape basis In so many other places in our society
0: Yeah this This story either like you said the punishment is either Too much Or not enough right Is, he, point. is he Suspended for a year For having an appropriate relationship Because they're married Or whatever That seems like overreach for me But if he's suspended for a year Because he's uh doing unwanted things then it's not enough right he's not he should be fired and not suspended so I, i don't know where we're at with this what the thing that i that took me to heart on this on this on this story was just the reporting behind it right we are now in the uh in the time where like reporting is not really a thing anymore. It's just getting news out first is where it's at, and you have Woes, who's already like controversial and 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 how he got to his spot and how he earned his spot at ESPN. Just throw out like just vague information, right on what you mean, is. Having inappropriate relationships, or I don't even remember what his first tweet, but it was just so vague. Like, what are you reporting? But he had to be first, right? And then Shams, which is another type of reporter like him, came out and said that he hears it is inappropriate. Oh, well, first he said it was consensual, right? And then reported later that it was inappropriate relationship, like it wasn't consensual. And then the, I mean, these between these two NBA. Uh, reporters here shams and woes like so went back and forth right instead of like waiting getting all the information before reporting like even even if your information is yudoka is getting suspended for a year we don't know why we're trying to figure that out that that's a report right
1: which I would think would make it actually more exciting and more, like, there's greater anticipation of a story if you sell it that way.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, instead, like, and then there was reporting, like, it was this girl. And this girl got trashed. And then it was this girl. And then they were wrong. And, oh, oh wait, it's not this girl. It's this girl. Right? Like, three different girls, when well, you were talking about Brad Stevens said that it's affecting people, other people, that had nothing to do with the story at all. They just caught straight. They're like, oh, man, there's a girl in the organization. Maybe it was her. Um, so yeah, the story It's just, I don't know man it's, It is too much for me I, it, It's a story because It is an active NBA head coach Getting suspended for a year That's a story And a lot of these other stories That we're going to probably talk later About is about players that Are not in playing anymore This is an active story because this dude is actually In the NBA right now He was in the finals, I get that the type of reporting that was reported on this was just ridiculous to me and and scary because i mean again going back to how society works and how we're doing we're not really based on facts anymore right we're not a fact society anymore we just want to hear things right away first what it's um who is the I'm the, the nfl guy that does this for espn who, who's caught strays with the Washington reporting? Um, the same thing. Like they, they just need to be first. They need to have the story first, um, instead of having it right, which is just absolutely crazy to me. I mean, and and to me, like personally, like me, I'm, I definitely cannot say anything about uh, uh, inappropriate relationships in the workplace. Right, my marriage. Uh, is literally started from uh, a relationship in the workplace which i caught fire for at the beginning of this relationship but i mean you know you love you love you find you find and here we are married a bunch of kids later right so i definitely like i can't say anything towards having inappropriate relationships in the workplace but if, if it's just that this one year suspension is just it's just crazy to me
1: I, you know, one thing that it worries me about like reporting in news is like I'm wondering how much of this, we talked about why it's getting so much attention is, is this really like a sex sales, sex sales type of story or like because sex is involved we're going to push this and like make this this like media frenzy around it when we just finished talking about like uh, a millionaire probably billionaire Robert Sarver who's had like such crazy negative influence across his organization from top to bottom and created this toxic environment that's uh, rooted in misogyny and racism. And yet like this guy is still gonna profit and we are going to like ruin this guy's entire career, which I'm not saying that he should get a pass, but if we're gonna then turn his whole life upside down and invade his personal life, for something that really is not related to his profession and also if this relationship was consensual yeah, then how is it that this is now going to be something that like ruins him forever and that we're gonna like drag him through the mud for simply because sex is involved and that is also kind of like damn like are we really that like basic and I think that we are yeah yeah,
0: we I'm, are it is and, it, and to use. again if we're gonna Turn this around full circle And talk about how things I mean religion has a lot to do with this Who's in charge uh, Their belief system On um, On marriage and all that stuff And and it's just I I will say this I will say like I can understand In a work environment You have to have um, Structure on These types of relationships right You have to have that this person that he's allegedly having a relationship with is in charge of travel for the team I don't see how I me mean, personally how a head coach of the football team and person involved in traveling like how that affects the work environment and let like yeah. I, I don't I don't i don't get that get- connection like it, it wasn't a trainer it wasn't an assistant coach, like, I can see that, right? It wasn't president of operations, general manager in that link. It's somebody way over there in that league that is just booking flight for him, right? Like, I don't get how that, again, condones a one-year suspension if he's having. If, if that story is true, I don't know what yeah. the, is true. But if that is a story, which is the latest one that's been coming out, like, I don't see why that was such a big deal to get him suspended for one year if she's nowhere near the structure of a head coach. Right. She's way over there booking flights for everybody. Even yeah, and, even Nia Long, by the way. I,
1: I think the, the last point, too, is like, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's more so because I think we can get into it later. But is is it because he's the black head coach? Of the Boston Celtics Which is a pretty And usually a predominantly white team But more so Because I don't know who this woman is Is this a white woman? In which she she's is Then yeah. right? How much of this is much more A deeply rooted race issue
0: She's a she white a Mormon woman
1: been. So you know How much does this Then like is rooted in just that alone and i know there's a lot of people talking about that i know Stephen a Smith brought that up as like being a black coach so black man but we do got to pay attention to these things with regards to like what is the real story here and what is really the reason we're paying so much for this
0: all right moving on one more spin on the wheel of Chiefsman chingadera Man has been on point today on this wheel of chingadera <sighs> we, ha- we gotta end with this one the cheese man of all cheese Men, the pendejo of all pendejo Brett Favre yikes Brett Favre has been in the news lately not because of uh, the Green Bay Packers not because of the copper uh, back braces and leg braces that he's that he <laughs> promotes with Jerry Rice as old oh, man that is such a cringy cringy ass commercial with these old men wearing all this stuff anyway Brett
1: Favre not even in the news for sending dick pics to reporters
0: either. that's true don't forget about that that's true what he's in the news for is he has been stealing money along with the governor of Mississippi who somehow keeps dodging a lot of this along with the governor and former governor of Mississippi stealing money from welfare to build a volleyball stadium at his college like that.
1: Yeah. I know that doesn't make sense, but what does, what makes it make sense is that Brett Favre's daughter plays volleyball at the University of Southern Mississippi.
0: Yes, yes. And so there have been reports um, that he has been uh, got a couple of million. I think it was up to. I think the latest report is like seventeen million dollars from welfare pot from Mississippi. Who is, by the way, when it comes to economics and they're fiftieth, they're fiftieth, they're the absolutely lowest and low and been there for decades. Yep. Right, the poorest state, the poorest state in the United States who have who needs absolutely the most money from welfare he's been stealing from them for his own benefit uh, What do you, you take away you, you, yeah. I don't know what it is. the Brett Favre the Brett Favre story
1: the Brett Favre story for me is insane that this is not everywhere right and the amount of money that this guy is taking like you said from poor people the poorest state but also the poorest people in the poorest state right because it's welfare money the fact that it's something so like sleazy is also what we talked about with like robert sarver is like and draymond green is like this is who this guy is like this is who he's shown us to be Pretty consistently over time and we've still tried to hold like whatever professional um athletic accomplishments as like symbolic of who he is that like because in sports he's done great things that that must make him great and in reality like what we're finding is this guy's a dirt bat, right like he's like grimy sleazy but more importantly he's just like straight sloppy like he need, like gets caught on a consistent he basis is
0: the dumbest things. criminal the dumbest criminal
1: now the thing to me that really stands out about this that like just adds to like oh yeah you are the dirtbag Like there if, even if you're gonna get like a good lawyer to kind of defend you to try to like clear your name you're not gonna do that because we found is that, And this is this is also from Axios For right? anybody that this is like deep reporting By like the HBO Um show Axios But who he has hired To defend him Is a former One of uh, Donald Trump's Highest aides and lawyers Right um So <laughs> Yeah exactly So It just like makes aye, aye. Um but essentially, uh, he has hired this lawyer named, where is this full guy, this guy's full name from, um, Hirschman, which is the lawyer's last name. But essentially, this guy has had multiple talks with Brett Favre uh, to defend him and is essentially based out of Austin. Mm. right as you wear that longhorn hat Mm. um and (laughs) was one of trump's most trusted aides um and represented trump at his first impeachment trial right and is also like a senior advisor but also has been subpoenaed by the federal grand jury investigating the january sixth attack as well this is the type of people that brett Favre rolls with and is trusting his defense with um but What it comes across is that it says the Mississippi Department of Human Services filed a lawsuit in May against Farb and others to recover more than 20 million in squandered money, right? And then he used this money to, like you said, fund uh, the University of Southern Mississippi. But one of the things about that that makes it even worse to me is that he was taking money for basically speaking engagements that he actually never did. So not only was he taking this money, but he was saying that he did something that he didn't do and sending this to a university, right? That Where he formally went to, like, it's all connected. It's all tied to him being grimy and crooked. And so the fact that like, this is not in the news makes me think that this is how much is this tied to protecting another white guy in the news, right? We just finished talking about Udoka being slandered and being kind of thrown all across the media.
0: What has been your stance on Brett Favre before this story? And I mean, like, what is it? Before the story, like, he... One, I think he's an overrated QB. If we're going to go that far. He's an overrated QB. I think he's got, like, the same amount of touchdowns as he has interceptions. Right? He's just like, I just throw it down there, somebody's going to catch it. Right? And he won a Super Bowl off of that. So, two, again, you brought up the, uh, you know, sending dick pic to a reporter... That was towards the end of his NFL career. Um, he's he's been a sleaze ball, right? I've known he's been a sleaze ball, even after he's retired. Um, it's just something about these Green Bay quarterbacks that you know, yeah. the revol- revolving door of sleaze balls. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it, he's been disgusting. This whole thing is just absolutely disgusting. The fact that it's not as big as news as i think it should be um again i think a lot of that has to do with the governors that are dealing with this when i say like this dude he's he's an idiot for him to write in text messages to these governors hey nobody's gonna find out about this right (laughs) like literally is the most ridiculous thing and and go to the fact that uh again uh the white rich privilege of thinking that I'm not gonna get caught. You know, I'm Brett Favre in Mississippi, yeah. which you know I am God here in Mississippi. who's gonna turn me in? right. And so I hope to God that this we, we come back around and report on this again and he is arrested and he is in jail for the absolutely disgusting, disgusting thing that he's been that he's done. Uh, that he's trying to cover up. I hope some of these governors and ex-governors, they, they need to be locked up too. Um, like, guys, if you live in Mississippi, just uh, do everything you can to get out. Just get out there. Nobody there is gonna have your back, right? It's obviously like, let's let's get out of there.